Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Very uh, interesting and important story and guest today. Her name is Dina Pintero. She has written a book called The Girl from Copacabana, a true story that will rock you to your soul. She is the founder of WAVE, which is a new organization. It stands for Women Against Violence and Exploitation. And her dream is to empower women uh, not to be exploited and abused and victimized the way that she was. So basically from from the um, pain that she has suffered over the years with various men, she has brought out something beautiful to try to help other women to not be in her, to learn from her mistakes and not be in her circumstances again. So, Dina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Caro. Um, thank you, everyone. And it's a pleasure to me. I talk from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Um, actually, I live in Brazil for all my life. Joshi, I be abroad the, um, six years, even one year in America, in Rhode Island, and the, in more three countries in Europe. Uh, I love you, America. Wait, 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 wait um, Dina, I'm sorry, but you need to speak a little more slowly and um, enunciate your words more. more. Okay. And Take your time. The, I... I now uh, live in Rio de Janeiro again. I was last yes. month in Los Angeles, and uh, I grew up in Rio. I have uh, three brothers, wonderful family. I was studying Catholic school, and uh, I started to write my book uh, one year ago. And uh, my book is about my story, life story, because uh, I realized uh, I can help other women too, and help myself and help my daughter. Are you too. having? I have a seven years old Dina. daughter. Yes. Wait, Dina. I couldn't make out what you said. You were studying what? I studied in Rio de Janeiro. No. What I'm were you studying now? in school? I'm sorry. What? Yes, I did social services school. Um, I studied a degree of social services. And a degree I in Catholic what? School. I, I'm studying a Catholic school for all life. Okay, I'm just having trouble. What, what, what do you do after you go to that school? What, do you, like, what kind of a, um, occupation is that? Yes, all right, uh, we, I'm we doing social services school. Are you hearing me? All right, we can, that's not super important. We can move on from that. Um, but please talk very, very slowly. 
um, and loudly, I mean, you know, into the phone um, and, and listen for me because I, if I want to stop you to ask a question, I need you to stop, okay? Oh, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, so you were, let me try to recap. You said, well, first of all, we're talking to you, you're right now in Brazil, and, yes. um, you, and you grew up in Brazil, and um, you, um, you, you were saying that you have two brothers? Yes. And, and you have a good family, you, you, you came from a very loving family, is that what you're saying? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, okay, so go ahead. So how old were you when you met the first man who treated you badly? Well, I was 18 years old, you know. Uh, I was versing that time. And, uh, yeah, this guy raped me. And how did that happen? Well, I know him a few times, and the, one day he asked me to go to his apartment. I trusted him, and he locked the door, and the, he no respect to my desire because he say I don't want, and please, I'm a virgin, but he don't care. And the more sadly, because he's a lawyer, and the lawyer must follow the law. And be an example, but it was no, no, was this is no work. Uh huh. So, um, and this was someone who you had gone out on a few dates with, and you said you trusted him, and then all of a sudden he turned on you. Is that right? Yes, right. And so, what did you do? Well, in that time, in '92. It was very difficult to talk about rape, sexual abuse. Now it's better. You have more support everywhere, you know. The women are more together. We don't have so much fear to talk about. But in that time, I was scaring about my family to know about. I was no more virgin, something like that. And I do prefer to be in silence many years. You didn't want it. You were afraid to tell your family that you were no longer a virgin and to tell them what had happened to you. So you didn't tell anybody. Is that right? Just our friends. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then, of course, you didn't see him anymore, right? That was the no. end of him. Thanks, God. <laughs> was... And then what happened? Uh, well, in 1992... In Rio de Janeiro. In, yes. In his apartment. No. Now okay, I wait. For, Are you talking about the same man or the next man? It's the same. The same one. <laughs> I was raped well, one time, but I almost have been raped again when I was kidnapping. When you were what? Kidnapping in a house. Achieves go there. Yeah. You went to, wait, the same man, you went to his house after he had raped you when you were 18. You yes. you again went to his house because you thought it was safe because there were kids napping. Is that what you're saying? 
No. In another time, oh, five kidnapping. years later. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Kidnapping. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you mean, kidnapping? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> because of my accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So wait, I, I thought you were saying that you thought it was safe to go into his apartment again because there were kids. Children, no, no, no. After five years, now you ask me about it. Let's try to work this out. We're talking about the same man, right? Yes. Right? The same man. And this is the second thing that happened with him, right? No, I never saw him anymore. After that terrible night, I never saw him anymore. This is gone. Okay, so now you're talking about a different man, a, right? And a different five man. Five years later, yes, I was in a house with my friends. who was in a party, and the three yes. other heads came in this house to harbor us. A man came in the house to do what? To harbor to stalling us. To steal? To rob? Yes. They were thieves, yes. Thieves, yes. Okay, there we go, yes. And they came into the house, and they started to separate the woman, the woman and the man. Uh-huh. And then they keep us, the, the girls in a home, and they ask you one by one to go to rape us. Was they were raping so, the. They were raping. Wait. They were raping the women one by one. Is that what you said? Yes. We was in six girl, but me and two left. They just raped the three of my friends because they don't have any time more. And this was so so terrified. To, uh, Trauma, you know, so so terrible, and the uh, I have you luck in this time because the time it was gone was five in the morning. They left the house, but this uh-huh. always happened, you know, because Doctor Carol in Brazil you have a lot of rapists, and the, this is very sadly reality for us. Each one minute, this is happening. We feel a woman here. And the, we have a lot of domestic violence, too. This is so high, you know. And this has happened uh, in 1997. And thanks to God, I was not ha- raped again. So now, wait, let me just make, let's do it a little bit at a time because it still is hard to understand you. Now, you're saying uh, these men, these thieves, um, they separated the men and the women, and they were raping some of the women. But now you weren't one of the women who they raped because they didn't have enough time to rape all of you, or you were one of the women who they raped? No. Uh, this, I left because they don't have the time to rape me anymore to friends. Okay, we well, that six, was good. Raped yeah. three. I, I left. Yeah, I'm okay. so sadly about my friends. Yes. So, um, did you tell anyone, or did any of you girls tell anyone that time? Well, you go to the police station, 
But uh, they never catch the the chiefs. The chiefs um, they disappear. But uh, this is never happen. You know, the justice in Brazil is so difficult. But uh, you are waiting one day they can catch them. But I think now it's so long time after. Maybe nothing happen anymore. They still uh-huh. in freedom to make more victims. Uh-huh. Okay. And what was the next uh, time that you were hurt by a man? Well, actually, after this hobby happened, after my rape, I developed bipolar disorder, probably about this trauma, you know, because the life it changed you. You know you are a doctor, you know that. And the, uh, my trauma now is about my daughter because the, after I gave birth to my daughter, I raised my daughter for four years. And the, when I separated her father, uh, I went to visit her because she was living in Copacabana. That's why the name of my book is The Girl from Copacabana. I wrote many chapters there, and he, in one visitation, he he was so aggressive to me. He tried strangling me, and he, I went to the police station to report. We have a women's police station in Brazil. This is so good to us because you can have a. Uh, kinds of different treatment we feel more comfortable about. And then after I reported him, he no like, of course, that's the problem to, to report to the man because after they say something, he, he said to me, are you sure you go to the policy station? You go regret, but I ignore it, I went anyway. So he take my medical story and he take it to the Brazilian court. Wait, and okay, now, wait, wait, let's, wait, 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 Dina, let's stop here. Let me just make sure I understood and my listeners understand what you just were talking about. Okay, so okay. after the first two incidents, the, the rape when you were 18 years old, when you were a virgin, and then the attack by these thieves, who didn't yeah. rape you because they didn't have enough time, but they raped your girlfriend. And you went to the police that time. And then because of all these traumas, you developed, uh, well, it, it, you didn't really develop it, but it was um, made manifest. You became, the, your, your bipolar disorder, which is also called manic depressive illness, is a genetic condition that people inherit and then if there are traumas in their life, it makes this illness come out. So you were saying that you, right, that you developed or it came out, manifested bipolar disorder. And then but where you didn't talk about getting married. So how, how old were you when you got married? Well, we better save that. We need to take a break. So we'll save that for the next time. Um, okay. We'll, talk, we'll start with your marriage and your daughter and all of that the next time. Uh, and I know this isn't easy for you um, to talk about these things and uh, appreciate you sharing all of this. And there's, 
and we're going to be talking at the end about um, uh, the things that you learned and what women should do and so on to not be in these same kinds of situations. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host. My guest is Dina Pinheiro. She's, her book is called The Girl from Copacabana. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Don't write yourself and welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with Dina Pinheiro today. She is the author of a book called The Girl from Copacabana, a true story that will rock you to your soul. She's also the founder of WAVE, W-A-V and E, Women Against Violence and Exploitation. Her dream is to empower other women to try to help other women not go through all of the violence, the rape, the kidnapping, the financial abuse, everything that she has suffered. Now, um, I will put in here, uh, you know, as she was saying, actually, every minute in Brazil, one woman is raped. Every minute a woman is raped in Brazil. So it's not so much that she is alone in all of these horrible things happening to her there. I mean, perhaps, Dina, you're alone in having so many of them happen to you, but but um, this is unfortunately the situation in Brazil. And I actually went to Brazil not that long ago. Um, I, In my capacity as a forensic psychiatrist, there was it was a divorce situation, and the man was from Brazil, 
So I had to go to Brazil to do a psychiatric evaluation of him because his wife was trying to fight him for custody of their children. So, and when I went there, it's beautiful, Brazil is beautiful, but when I went there, um, this man and his family were very concerned about um, where I was every minute to make sure that I was in places that were safe. So I got a sense of just how, I mean, I was kind of shocked by all of that. Like, you don't have to worry where I am, but in fact, um, it is apparently a very serious situation and, um, and an epidemic of violence and so on. So Dina has, um, we've heard about her being raped, about her being almost raped uh, the next time uh, around by thieves, developing or manifesting her manic depressive bipolar disorder. And then, uh, oh, and we skipped one, that I, or I didn't realize what you were saying. Also, she was uh, treated violently by an American boyfriend in 1999. And then um, in, from 2011 to 2016, she was with a man in Brazil and uh, with whom she had her daughter, has her daughter. And um, he was very aggressive, um, and he, they she separated from him. Uh, one of the things that he did was to strangle her in front of their daughter. And she went to the police and her husband, well, her live-in, her um, common-law husband, the man she was living with, said that she would regret it if she went to the police and reported him. So let's take up the story from there, Dina. So what happened? Did, you, did he then do something to you after you went to the police? Yeah, when I went to the police, um, he just say you go regret, and the, I did it. I did the the report anyway, and the, the problem started after he took my medical historic record and take it to the Brazilian court, and say to the Brazilian court I was bipolar. I cannot be alone with my daughter anymore. Mm. And then um, yes. the nightmare starts. Because now, two years long, I have this process in Brazilian court. And I cannot be alone with my daughter. I need to be always with somebody else. This is hurting me a lot because I was, I was a good mother. I don't have any problem against me about and the, uh, we have a, a very close relation me and my daughter even we are living not together and I pay benefits and I pay lim- money about one year and half now and the, the question is I am good to work I am good to pay money but I cannot be with my daughter. You know, this is so strange. That's terrible. That's terrible. So he got back at you for um, going to the reporting his domestic violence to the police by taking you to court, telling them that you're bipolar and that you can't be alone with your daughter when there really wasn't any reason. You, there was, he couldn't, you know, you hadn't done anything to your daughter, right? Never. You haven't done anything bad to your daughter. Never. 
I, I breast and her two years. I know working for years to look after her. You know, anyone no understands, my friends, my family, anyone no understands. They don't understand what, why he did this or, or why the court why said he that you did can't... This and why uh, the justice the don't do nothing for stopping this situation. Uh-huh. It's two mm-hmm. years now, but I, I never give up of my daughter. I hear stories about other women. Maybe they give up about the daughter or the son, but I always go to see her. Now I'm here. After this interview, I go see her. I see her almost every day, you know, because she is the love of my life. You see her almost every day? You see your daughter almost every day? And, and four four times per week, all the time, and I can I go see her. Uh huh. And you find somebody to to be there with you, a friend, so that you could be there with her. No, actually, I must be with the grandpa, grandmother, my brother, uh-huh. and my friends. They are allowed from the justice, but now they can't help me because my my. My friend is busy, and my brother is busy looking after my mother, too. And the, I must sometimes be with the father together, because I don't have the option. I must see my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very important, or else she'll think that you abandoned her if you don't keep uh, doing everything you can to see her. Yeah, I call her many times. I see her. We thank God you are still very close. I think the the power is always more more. The love is always the powerful, you know. Uh huh. Love is powerful. Yes, yes. So okay. Um, now you um you were um you you want other women. You want to help other women understand, first of all, how to stop something bad from happening to you. That's part of what you write about. Um, and you tell them that, I'm going, to try to, uh, I'm going to try to say this for you. You can add things, but I'm going to say it so that people can um, be sure to understand, okay? Um, okay. First of all, you tell, women, you tell women the first thing is to say no very loudly that um, if they don't want to be raped, obviously, or they don't want to have um, be, be hit or slapped or any other kind of physical abuse, um, to just yell no. That's the first thing. And then um, uh, the second thing is, oh, to be very careful with people you, around people you don't know to um, take a lot of precautions when you're with people you don't know. Uh, Number three is to always be very aware of your surroundings um, because things can jump out of you and and, uh, uh, you need to always be be sure that you know what's happening. And then you say to never yell help, yell fire. Why do you say that? Why do you tell women that? Because usually, if you will uh, help, the people go away. If you are fighting, the people coming to you. 
because the people sometimes become scary too if you say healthy. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. They're afraid, um, or they don't want to. They don't want to get involved. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then you you talk about um, how whenever you go to your car, you should before getting into your car, you should check behind the seats and under the seats and just make sure that there's nobody sitting in the back. And then um, you should walk around with your keys in your hand so that you could use it as a weapon if necessary. And then you talk about Bruce Lee, um, the, the three things that Bruce Lee tells people to do, or especially women, to, if you get attacked, to poke out the eyes of your attacker and to kick him in the groin and then to run as fast as you can. You also recommend that people never drink with strangers, never get drunk with strangers in any case. Um, never leave a, your glass on the table. Like if you've had some of it um, but you, and you have some uh, drink still left in your glass, don't just leave it sitting on the table because, of course, people can put pills into, their, into it. Um, that will, you know, um, pills that will make it easier for them to rape you. And then last yeah. but not least, take a martial arts class so that you'll be able to better fight attackers off. And then also yeah. you, talk about, you talk about five things to do if you, a woman is a victim of violence, exploitation, or abuse. And those are things that you... Um, learned, again, all of this is from your experience, um, you, women should tell the police, should report it to the police, um, should, should um, tell at least one friend, then go to a doctor to get an examination, like a rape kit examination, and go to the hospital because they will take care of you there. They will at least examine you there, and that will give you evidence um, you know, obviously, if sperm are um, uh, left inside you, DNA, any kind of secretions, if DNA, uh, if, they can, if they can salvage the DNA, then they can be able to um, uh, figure out who the rapist was. So, okay. um, <laughs> I learned well from your book, right? Um, <laughs> Yes. Now, another thing is um, you give some st uh, statistics about how um, in the United States, 83% of girls, 12 to 16, have been assaulted in some way, either sexually abused, physically abused, um, some kind of assault. 83, it's, it's a horrible, you know, perhaps it's not as bad as the Brazil statistics, but it is still pretty bad. 83% of girls 12 to 16, and yeah. um, it is not getting better. And then your daughter is seven years old now, right? Yeah. And, and, and fortunately, you have been able to keep a loving relationship with her. Now, um, and, and I just want to say that Dina has suffered through, you've heard her story, she suffered through rape and kidnapping. She's been mentally abused. Um, she has been physically abused. She's been 
Uh, as she, you heard, she's been deprived of being alone with her daughter. She's been financially abused. You know, it's so sad that um, men, oftentimes men who are the worst abusers, somehow manage to set it up. Well, somehow they plan it in advance. They manage to set it up where um, they end up getting money from the woman, even though they're the ones who have been doing the abuse. They, um, they pick women who they think are, um, they can take advantage of. And, and when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what I wrote about in my book. I wrote a book in, um, called Bad Boys, Why We Love Them, How to Live With Them, and When to Leave Them. And uh, I talk about 12 different types of bad boys in this book. And I'm going to talk to you about the different types of bad boys, but particularly the abusive kind, who I call the Prince of Darkness. And um, I'm going to ask you some more questions because what I, you know, when I wrote this book, it was, um, I mean, of course, as a psychiatrist, I've talked to really countless numbers of women and unfortunately countless numbers of women who have had um, bad experiences. Not all the bad boys in my book are, are physically abusive or sexually abusive. There are other types, and I'll, I'll explain that. But, but um, you know, I have gathered these experiences from various women of all different kinds of bad boys. And by bad boy, I mean a man who's a heartbreaker. Again, they're not all physically or sexually abusive, but they are heartbreakers. And what I learned um, is that, and you can think about this over the break, in each of these cases, whatever the type of bad boy, the uh, cause of this, the original cause, or the reason why women were attracted to these bad boys in the first place, has to do with their relationship with their father. Now, I know you said very early on in this show about how your father, well, how you had a very lovely or loving home, you grew up in a loving home, but there was something, there had to have been something in your relationship with your father that wasn't perfect, because otherwise you wouldn't have been with these men in the first place. I'm not blaming you for being with them, that kind of sounds like that, but but I'm trying to explain, um, because the purpose of the book is to help women understand why they might be attracted to certain types of men who are going to break their heart and maybe do even worse to them. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the Terrorism Hotline. 
And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about, um, well, with a woman named, a very brave woman named Dina Pinheiro. She wrote a book called The Girl from Copacabana, a true story that will rock you to your soul. And she is also the founder of WAVE, uh, W-A-V-N-E, Women Against Violence and Exploitation. And her dream is to empower women so that they won't fall victim to men who are abusive, sexually abusive, physically abusive, uh, kidnapping, um, all kinds of exploitation, financial exploitation, everything um, being, uh, uh, <laughs> being passive aggressive like um, the man was in getting the courts in Brazil to t- make it so that she wouldn't be able to be alone with her daughter, all of these horrible kinds of things. And so before the break, I was talking about how I had written a book called Bad Boys, Why We Love Them, How to Live With Them, and When to Leave Them, uh, that talks about 12 different types of bad boys, and I will tell you what they are. Um, uh, a frazzled frog, or what I also called, I'll, I'll just uh, tell you the, the main names, a fixer-upper lover, a compulsive flirt, a grandiose dreamer, misunderstood and married, Mr. Power Mad, a commitment phobe, a wounded poet, a self-absorbed seducer, a man of mystery, a dramatic daredevil, a prince of darkness, and a lethal level, a lethal lover. So her, the men that she has been describing seem to mostly fit under the prince of darkness category. Um, and these are men who their key... Uh, the way their their key symptoms or the way to notice them um, the most easily is uh, these five traits. He mesmerizes you with a whirlwind courtship and instant devotion. He's irrationally jealous and may stalk you to see if you're cheating. He's passionately possessive and wants you to be constantly available. He enthralls and overpowers you with his sexual charisma. And last but not least, his volatile emotions may erupt into verbal, physical, or sexual abuse. 
Does that sound like uh, the men you've been with, Dina? Yes, I think he, um, the the father was, if my my daughter is from of my daughter is like that, because uh, you say usually is the relationship I have with my father. Well, uh, my father was no stronger uh, personality. And the, I always trying to find this in the man, and the, my brothers like it to control me a lot. So uh, maybe sometimes I guess a lot about to control or to be stronger or to be weak. And the, the father of my daughter, I realized, was like nervous and speak too much in the beginning, and I was like to broke up with him, but I became pregnant. And I was 37 years old, and I never have been pregnant before. So I don't have too much choice to be together, you know, and I try my best to, to relation works, but it doesn't work, sadly. And our father, my father and his father are friends, and he did that. So your father, wait, wait, your father and the father of the man who is the father of your child were, were friends? They are friends. They are from Portugal. They are friends many, many years in Brazil, many, many years. So, uh, and he don't care about that. He's so selfish, and something very important I go to say now. He treated her parents, her mother, and her father so badly. He very aggressive with the father and the mother. He he uh, um, beat them. He no respect to them. This is so Wait. true. If the father, if the guy, no respect to the mother and the father. Probably they don't go respect to the woman's in the street. Yes, you're saying this man, the father of your daughter, was physically abusive to his parents too. Yes, and, right. And um, you know, I'm surprised that the that his parents didn't tell your father, like his father didn't tell your father, didn't warn your father that you shouldn't be with his son. Yes, because her mother and her father have scared about him. They should go to the police station, but they scaring my daughter can go to the uh-huh. adoption. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I see. Okay. Now, so, okay, so let me just make sure everybody um, understood what you were saying about your family. So when you were growing up, um, your father didn't have a strong personality, and you wanted a man who had a stronger personality, um, and you got a little more than you bargained for. Um, and then your brothers had machismo, you were telling me earlier, and they liked to control you. So in other words, this was a kind of situation that you were familiar with, and this is why it happens, because when little girls have these kinds of what's called a dysfunctional family, a family that has these problems, um, they end up with men uh, who who have, where they can act out, where they're in a familiar environment, but they hope 
that they can make it turn out better in the end. They hope they can make the fairy tale turn out with a happy ending. So, so um, you know, you were unconscious, unconsciously looking for some family, some situation where you could make it, even though it, it seemed to have problems, you could turn it around and make it come out with a happier ending. But, of course, that hasn't really happened, and it doesn't usually happen. Um, now, when these are men who are uh, these, um, these princes of darkness, are men who um, are very possessive and jealous. It was, they oftentimes stalk the woman because they're afraid that the woman is, um, is going to cheat on them or is going to leave them. Did, did, your, did this man um, stalk you, follow you? Well, he not follow me too much. He used my daughter to affect me. Uh-huh. Well, no. was, he, um, was he at the very beginning of your relationship? Now, you said you saw that he talked too much and he was nervous and so on. You, you realized that maybe these were bad signs of someone who wasn't uh, uh, very healthy psychologically. But um, did you, what about when you first met him, did he, um, did he tell you how much he loved you and that he wanted to be with you and all of that? Yes, he asked me to be her fiancé in, in two weeks. He wants to be my fiancé. I, I, I found it so strange. He, he wanted, he wa- in, in two weeks, he wanted you to say that you would be with him forever, that you would... Yeah, he wants he want to give me a ring and be my engagement. Engage, uh-huh. And so, but you never did get married. Why was that? No, I, 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 when I was in, living in Netherlands, I was married three years with a, a Dutch guy. No, no, I mean with him, with the father of your daughter. Uh, you said he never had to be married well, I, I, in the first year, I think you marriage, but after I, I give you up because I know I know few the right person. Okay, so he at the very beginning he wanted to marry you right away, but then you you realized that that never happened because you eventually realized that he that wouldn't be a good idea that he wouldn't be a good man to marry. Is that right? Yes, right. Okay. Um, well, another reason why, well, when you were growing up, um, did your father, how much time did your father spend with you? Did you think that, did you feel that your father was spending enough time with you or was he working or doing other things and not really spending a lot of time with you? Are you completely correct? Because my father don't spend too much time with me. He just said to me this on Saturday because he loved fishing and he loved player. And so he was always out in the weekend and he has the, the shopping and come back to home so late. He was very, no very, uh, 
uh, always be with us. No good communication. He's so quiet. No silence. I miss him talking to my father. I really miss him talking to him. He's a wonderful man, but he, he said that I I I I know was very together with you, you and your brothers. So, okay, so that's part of it also, that your father didn't spend very much time with you, and he was very quiet, whereas this man wanted to spend more time with you, and he was talking too much. <laughs> so you kind, of, you kind of got what you were missing with your father to some degree, you know? That, that, I need that to be trapped. That's what got you into trouble. <laughs> well, all right, we're going to be we're coming to the end of the show. Um, yeah, I I I know it was uh, it was a little difficult to get through all of this, but I'm glad that you did because the things that you are trying to say to women, the advice that you're giving to women, is very good and. Uh, it comes from your own experience, so you're not just kind of making this stuff up. <laughs> um, and so, again, for um, for for the like the the names that I read before of the t- other types of bad boys, you know, as you can see, there are reasons why when girls grow up in a home where uh, the fa- it's the, the most important thing that determines what kinds of relationships girls will have when they grow up and start to go out with boys um, is their original relationship with the first boy, and that is their father. So however that relationship is, if he's too quiet, if he doesn't spend enough time with you, if he seems weak, um, if he spends more time with your brothers who are controlling of you, all of these different things, and everybody has a somewhat of a different um, family situation, but whatever it is, those are the things that push you into the arms of one of, one of these 12 types of bad boys. Um, for example, like the first type that I mentioned, the fixer-upper lover, those are guys who um, need a lot of fixing up. Um, they they don't have their life together, and these women who are attracted to them are women who, uh, whose fathers um, either died or abandoned them or divorced and didn't spend much time with them, uh, really, because they were, they were away from the family. Uh, so all of these, and so then they pick a man who's a fixer-upper lover because they think that he won't ever leave them. So all of these things, there are reasons for all of these things, and the key is to not pick a bad boy, especially the type that is the prince of darkness who is going to be uh, physically or sexually or emotionally or financially uh, abusive. Well, Dina, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Again, her book is called The Girl from Copacabana, A True Story That Will Rock You to Your Soul. And you have been you're really very brave not only in sharing your story but in going through all of this with keeping your eye on the most important thing, which is being a good mommy to your daughter. So thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. Thank you. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com.